When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, you're listening to Rose Ed, the definitive soccer podcast. Me, Joe Forrester here with Hannah East, as always, and producer Mike. The Premier League gets underway with the Gunners firing blanks as they're stung by the bees, while across North London, there appears to be Nuno, 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 limits to what Spurs can achieve without Harry Kane as they sink City. Welcome to Rose Ed. <laughs> Hannah, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Look how happy you are, Joe. <laughs> Uh, Mike's face has just not moved. What do you think of that, mate? That's that's good, wasn't it? I'm acting like I'm frozen, so I don't have to respond. <laughs> I was like, Mike wrote the whole running order, and I just wrote that on my phone on the train down from Manchester, and I was so excited about doing it. Um, but Hannah, how have you been? Well, I've been good. I've like actually been really good, and uh, amazing to have football back. Um, me, me and Mike did like a bit of a fantasy football head to head, but I didn't see what how many points you got, Mike. I couldn't 90. see. You finished yeah. on ninety. No, I finished on ninety five, but it didn't count because I didn't make it in time. So it it will be starting from from next week. Is oh, this going to be something that we can let the Rosehead listeners join in on? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they so, can yeah. they can join. Yeah, if they're interested, um, we'll put a link out on our social media, and you can join up and battle against me and Hannah. Pat and Joe is too cool to do fantasy football, apparently, so he will not be involved. Right? Like, why yeah. are you not doing it? Of all people that I would like put money on being so excited about playing fantasy Nerds football that you know. Yeah, it would be you, Joe, and I'm so surprised that you're like, no, it's not for me. No, if it was fantasy medieval kings and queens, then I'd be I wonder where you're going to go with that then. Um, oh, I do love that. There's a game called Medieval Total War I used to play. But anyway, no, I just like betting on football because you know me, I like any sort of illicit, addictive activity. <laughs> so anything that will sort of help ruin my life, I'm really into. So <laughs> I, I prefer to bet on the football. Um, but, well, Hannah, do you want to put you on the spot? Do you want to just say to the Rose Ed listeners now, come and join our fantasy league? And how would they do it, Mike? Is there a code and stuff? Yeah, so it, there's just a code that they need to join <laughs> and then it'll be like head to head league and I can put it on uh, social media. I love how you're like, Hannah, do you want to ask people? I'm like, well, no, because Mike set it up. I don't know what the code is. <laughs> 
So what, what are we going to do with the code? Should I, do I need to put the code like on? Should I put the code in an Instagram video at the bottom and they can copy and paste it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Hashtag fantasy right. football. <laughs> right. Come and join Hannah and Mike's fantasy league. Hannah, how do they do it? <laughs> are you about to just get Mike's code? <laughs> Right, I'm going to put the code next to an Instagram video. <laughs> Sorry, what I, what I didn't realise then is that you can edit that bit out. So you're actually asking me to do that bit again. No, I didn't, I didn't get it. You know what? On this show, I think that's probably as good as we're going to get. So <laughs> I'm think... laughing so hard, a vein's popping out my forehead. <laughs> what I liked as well is it was sort of like talking to um, an enthusiastic simpleton <laughs> or, like, or trying to like talk to a Labrador. Because a dog? Went, no, they're nice dogs. Because uh, I went, I went, Hannah, how do they do it? And you just went, <laughs> just stared at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Dribbling. Started humping the mic stand. Get um, my lipstick out. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so football's back. Yeah. You, you enjoy United? They were pretty good. Really, really enjoyed United. I think it's nice to see. Well, the score was amazing, um, obviously. Um, but I did say last week, didn't I, about Bruno Fernandes. He's going to be my um, player of the season. And, you know, I think... Uh, yeah. Is Look, that that big a call, though, to say that Bruno Fernandes is good? Yeah, because we can say, we've seen... We've had one week of fixtures, so we're all football managers and we can all predict what's going to happen at the end of the season, surely. That's how it works, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, it was amazing to see United with pace. Obviously, I couldn't go to the game because um, I've told because you about... Because with bad breath. 25,000 times that I've got a season ticket at Old Trafford, Man United, I'll tell you, have I told you that? Um, you mentioned it. But yeah, I couldn't go and actually watch the game, but what a game that we've missed. Devastating. I, I was in Manchester actually this week and I was there on match day, like walking around and there were so many, like unbelievable, because obviously football, people go and they get drunk. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many people so drunk so early. And they were all out. Like my hotel was in the city centre and I could hear them all night till like four or five in the morning. Manchester's got a really weird mix of like loads of really hot, attractive women and then loads of like people who are extras from Shameless. And there's kind of like no middle ground whatsoever. But how bad were the videos? There was like middle-aged men absolutely smashed during the day because it was like a the early kickoff middle-aged men walking around throwing bins like one guy looked like he was throwing a sanitary bin like if you're gonna if you're gonna injure someone surely you wouldn't use like a sanitary bin or a plastic bin like what are you achieving from that if i got hit with the bin that was full of feminine products that would that would properly deflate me i would consider myself to have lost that altercation yeah (laughs) just walk away um but yeah that i think that ruins it for people it it does, and it's a shame to see that, and it's it's uh, quite an insidious element that's leaking into English football that I'm not. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think we're all slightly concerned about. Speaking of being concerned, Mike, it's a good to start for Arsenal on Friday night. Yeah, brilliant. Um, gave Brentford their their first win back in the Premier League, seventy four years uh, in the, in the top division. So that was fantastic. Uh, no, it was just just a bad night all round. I was at the pub uh, with my mates, and you know, even though you can be really depressed and downbeat about a season before it's even started when that first whistle goes the optimism just floods back into you even though it's completely irrelevant and doesn't make any sense as to what's transpired at Arsenal the last 10-15 years and the business that we've done but I felt optimistic and then and then yeah Brentford were actually really good it's like we didn't realize how good how good they were going to be 
Yeah, like you'd have thought they won the Premier League with their fans. How that obviously goes back to having fans in stadiums has made a massive difference. But they yeah. were very excited. Yeah, they were. And it's a tiny club though, Brentford, and yeah. it's, it is a tiny community club. And to, for them to even be in the Premier League, it's is on the motorway. There, state it looks it looks bizarre. I don't know if you've if you've seen like aerial shots of the stadium, but basically right next to it, um, the Brentford Community Stadium. What? terrible name but yeah. right next to it is basically like a motorway and it, it's just the most bizarre it's like they've literally stuck it in between four buildings and a and a massive main road it's really weird to see well it's, it's yeah it's the it's the m40 flyover going from brentford down towards hammersmith that i know it well because i used to um work on a late night online uh casino <laughs> channel that was based there so <laughs> <laughs> happy memories yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of people have been having um having to go at ben white for his defending i'm actually not gonna but I, I do want to ask you now mike be honest right i'm gonna ask you something just be honest i'll be honest is is Mikel arteta any good as a manager or has he just been hired because he's pep guardiola's assistant because looking at you that team hasn't been coached how to defend properly. And that's not having to go at Arsenal. That's having to go at the way they've been coached. The defending was shambolic and they're not bad players. That's bad coaching. Um, I don't know. If you did read statistics, Joe, you'd see we had the third best defence <laughs> in the Premier League last season. So I think well, defensively... Not well, no, because it's been one game. So that, that oh, wouldn't count for much. Wow. Um, yeah, no, that, that was really horrible. I'm sorry. But no, but I, he has improved us defensively, but it's been at a huge cost. It's been a, a Pyrrhic victory, essentially, because we've Very been good. terrible in, in attack. There's just no fluidity, no 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 creativity, absolutely nothing going forward. There's there's nothing to tie it all together. And um, unfortunately, both our main strikers, Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette, were ill, meaning we had to play a teenager up top who's making his, um, his first start in the Premier League. So it's not an ideal situation. Um, but... We've got Martin Odegaard through the door, who improved us last season in terms of on that creativity front. So I'm hoping that will that will go some way. But I think Arsenal fans need to be realistic of where the club are. They've finished eighth two seasons in a row. Um, they can't compete with the likes of Man City, Man United, um, Liverpool in terms of their spending. So they will ultimately finish outside of those places until the team can be coached better. And is Arteta the right man to do that? I, I don't know. We'll see. So based on evidence so far, even though we have improved defensively, I don't I don't quite think so at the moment. Hannah, being honest again, yeah. how good were Spurs on Sunday? Well, I mean, they were pretty good. You, you've got to have some credit. You put a bet on Spurs winning, didn't you? And I put a bet on Arsenal losing, so it was a good okay. weekend. But didn't for? can you imagine though for Pep, he had what, like £550 million worth of players on the pitch about £350 million on the bench. Mm. There's all the speculation, no Harry Kane. People were saying that Harry Kane was supposed to be at the stadium. That's irrelevant. Um, everyone was expecting his record signing, you know, Jack Grealish to be absolutely smashing it. And then, yeah, I mean, we kind of questioned last week the integrity of like the whole of the Spurs team because Harry Kane potentially wouldn't be there and if he'd be, you know, transferred or whatever. But they were actually very good like genuinely very good. And that's very concerning for City, um, considering the situation. I mean, credit where credit's due. 
Yeah, I thought Spurs were excellent. It's honestly the best we've played for probably about two years. And it, it, just, it just makes you so happy to say that. Look at it. You're just kind of like scratching the back of your head like, <laughs> I haven't practiced this in front of the mirror, but, you know, it's like really good. <laughs> it's so nice because football's obviously a week by week affair. So next year it'll be, uh, next week we'll lose to Wolves and it'll all be different. But yeah. for now... I mean, don't, don't look at him. He can't help himself, can he? With the little passive-aggressive <laughs> comments. Enjoy it while it lasts. That's all I'll say. But we kept the counter-attacking, uh, I suppose, that rapid counter-attacking movement that Mourinho built into the team. But we pressed them higher up the pitch. And I just felt physically we hassled them and they couldn't really live with that. And I, was, I thought, actually, Hannah, it's interesting what you said, that we thought maybe Spurs would react badly to the Kane rumours. I thought the same yeah. thing. Actually looks like the opposite. And because they, look, I've not seen them look that motivated for a long, long time. I was dead impressed. Mike, I'd be interested to hear what you thought about Grealish. I thought he was a negative for City because I thought he slowed the play down a lot because he dawdles on the ball, which was great for Villa because he had to pick a pass. Yeah. City moved the ball quickly. And I thought actually once De Bruyne came on, they looked a lot more dangerous. Yeah, I think they they struggled. Um, I just thought it was so laboured, like a lot of it. And they really really didn't benefit from not signing a striker so far. And I think that that will be where they struggle if they don't get Kane in. I think they could, they, they, they might do, they, they might, you know, not even challenge for the title, I think, because like playing Ferran Torres as a, as a number nine is all well and good. Like it looks, it looks nice, doesn't it? And he can drop deep and, and, and sometimes allow the midfielders to push up. But in reality, who's going to score the goals? Cause you're looking at that team and you think, yeah, maybe Mares might, Chipping with you, Raheem Sterling, De Bruyne, but you've not got a twenty-goal striker there or someone who can you can do that. So Grealish, I think, was was okay. I think his best quality though is is coming in off the left. I feel like as that number eight role, yeah. he he he's not he's not utilizing the best of his abilities. He's a fast player. He's he's technically great. He can burst forward. He can take people on in that number eight role. You need a bit more from them. You need a bit more sort of like in incisive play so De Bruyne is definitely better at that so it'll be interesting to see what Pep does with him but of course it's, it's early days isn't it as we say one week so uh it can all change and City had an absolutely appalling start to the season last season and they ended yeah. up winning the league so let's see mm. like 10th after the first week or something yeah but do you, do you not think that's what's going to be a bit frustrating about Pep because you can never predict what team he's going to play and it's nice when you get players getting that consistency, playing mm. in the same positions week on, week out. And that could be a bit of a hindrance to City as a team for their performance if if they're being too inconsistent this season. I don't think that's going to be great for, for Grealish. Yeah. I, do you know what? I hate Pep, right? He is the... Oh, he's so fit, isn't mm. he? <laughs> is he? Really? Yeah. I think he's, he's yeah. He's bald men, huh? I think, well, maybe. I, th- I think I just quite like him. I just like his accent. No, Nuno's, Nuno's fitter. He looks like a caveman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> drag, drag you into the woods. <laughs> like, Pep is the, Pep is the, um, is like the manager equivalent of like a Shoreditch hipster that wears glasses they don't need and weaves their own clothes but still has a Starbucks loyalty card. I can't stand him. He's a bellend. Like, I really, just, I really hate him. Why and do you hate I, City so much? It's not Pep that you hate, it's City and everything I, about them. But if Pep was a manager at Liverpool, would you hate him? No, I don't like Liverpool, yeah. but I don't really like any of the other big clubs. It's kind of healthy. I, I genuinely, actually, I just, I don't like the being backed by an oil rich state 
with a record of human rights abuse. I just genuinely, that bugs me. And I don't think they should be allowed in football. As kind of evil as billionaire owners are, I think that's a level worse. And also Pep is just a knob. But the players the players don't have to like the, the manager. They just have to respect them. And when the respect's gone, then it's game over, isn't yes, it? You see time and time again with, with Premier League managers. Like the second the dressing room disrespect them and, and don't agree with their decision-making, they just won't like them. Yeah, and I don't think that anyone else feels about Pep like I do. This is very... Were you just licking your microphone when I was talking then? No, yeah. I was like eating it. Oh, you're eating it, sorry. Um, but, but yeah, Liverpool won as well. And beat Norris 3-0, don't know how much you can really tell about that, Van Dijk back, whatever. Chelsea, it was a pretty uh, straightforward victory for them. And Lukaku is now in. Do you look at them, Hannah, and think they could potentially be the team to beat? Well, of course they could be. I mean, Mike called it and thinks that they're going to be uh, they're going to do pretty well this season, especially with Lukaku. Well done, Mike. Yeah, well done, Mike. Um, Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, Google down that. Um, yeah, Lukaku though looks like an Adonis now, doesn't he? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think he's like an Adonis. He's very slim. He's got his physique's fantastic. Yeah, know? an Adonis. A great he lost a lot body. of weight at Inter, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Matured as a player. To... What has it? <laughs> Why did you say it in that sexy way? You like you said it like Mark Smith. You're like matured as a player. He's not just a centre forward. He's a Marks and Spencer's centre forward. <laughs> he's very good at what he does. Yeah. But yeah, he's got. I think he's got a lot better. You see that photo of him when he's at United and he looks like a right pie, and then he's yeah. at Chelsea and he's all toned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, he he's frightening though, isn't he? Absolutely frightening. I think he's gonna. He's going to take the league by storm. And I think he gets disrespected quite a lot because of his time at Man United. Um, yeah. They had this gripe with him about his first touch and, you know, his, his technique wasn't great. But I think they didn't truly appreciate the sort of player he was. They didn't play to his strengths either. But no, he they scored didn't. goals and I think... whenever he's got, wherever he's gone. So you can't doubt the guy. Yeah, and it just didn't click for him. It didn't work for him. And no. I think a lot of the United fans always thought he was lazy. Um, with him, the, the likes of Luke Shaw, Memphis Depay, where it just kind of doesn't work for them. Uh, and they, they appear to be like a lazy player, but if they're played out of position or if they're just not not gelling at the club, then of course, they're naturally, they're not going to give the best performances. And it's I think just for, lazy criticism though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's awful. Like Graeme Souness has really got it in for Paul Pogba. I think he was... He was he was ripping into him on the weekend after he'd like yeah. got four assists, didn't he, or something like that? Yeah, he did. He got I, four I, assists I and didn't it. help didn't help with the, the the Leeds goal. But I mean, you, you don't mind that because he got the four assists. But we don't know what Paul Pogba will turn up next week. So he might have a great week one week and go, oh wow, he's really he's on it now. He's passionate and you think yes, he, he fits in. And then the week after, he'll have an absolute stinker. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. It's just not consistent. It's great for his country, but when it comes to uh, a consistent performance, he's not great. He's, he's just that sort of flair player, though, isn't he? Really, like yeah. he will he he will do like the fancy things, but like some of the assists he was pulling out, like the the assist for Bruno Fernandez is um, uh, first that goal ball through for Greenwood as well was just yeah. It's just it's just it's just unreal. Like there's not many players in the world that can do that, and yeah. Um, like he was, he was playing on like almost a left wing, wasn't he? So the fact that he can do that, he's not particularly a fast player. He just, yeah, he's he's so good. I, I feel like he's actually singing, he, he's singing on from the same hint sheet as the United players. Um, back towards the end of last season and now, um, it's weird about his contract situation. I think he probably will leave at the end and, and call it quits. But 
for now, like you just mm. got to appreciate how good he is. I think the stick he gets sometimes is just terrible and not really well researched and a bit uninformed to be honest with you. Yeah. But player-wise, he, re- he really, rem- when he plays well, because I've had a go at Pogba before because I find him quite annoying as a player. Because when he's not, because you know he's got a lot of talent. So when yeah. he doesn't play well, it's annoying. And it also like, because he does have, as a lot of players of that quality do, he's got a tendency to throw strops and stuff sometimes. And it's annoying. But the player he reminds me of the most was similar in a way, and it's Zidane. Like the yeah. way Zidane played was when he wanted to, and obviously he wanted to quite a lot. But bear in mind, like Zidane didn't really hit the heights of his career until he was like 27, 28, 29. But when he wanted to, it's just a beautiful thing to watch on a football pitch. And it's just, it's artistry. And nobody yeah. else, it's that having that big frame being kind of built like a boxer, but moving like a ballerina. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. But equally, Zidane was quite a tempestuous mercurial character as well so i think maybe it's kind of the nature of that mm. kind of play they play on the edge yeah. don't they really like i was um, i was saying someone the, the other day because they mentioned liverpool against norwich they always used to batter them uh when louis suarez was there because he used to score four, four goals in a hat trick every single yep terrorize Cara road and he was just one of them players that you know he could bite you or he could just <laughs> completely Literally. twist you in knots and like he's he's one of the Premier League's best ever strikers for me, just because he 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 was that sort of hybrid player where he, he combines the strength and um, with, with the speed and agility and trickery is just unplayable. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe all the top players they do have that sort of edge to them, and that's what that's what makes them so yeah. special. And you just want that consistency, though, when you you can see a player that you know they could smash it every single week, and it's just annoying that he just doesn't deliver that flair every yeah. week and I think that gets sort of misinterpreted as laziness or not being passionate about the team or mm. but maybe that's just the way he is as a person with his personality I mean I don't know the guy personally but like obviously he's an unbelievable player <laughs> Speaking um, like you do, yeah. but, hold on Paul will you just go outside I'm trying to do my podcast real Z in it go where just at the what, so, he's, so he like he lives in your cupboard <laughs> yeah He's on my bed. No, he's that's that's my side door. <laughs> but Mike, um, just quickly, did you uh, did you enjoy the the variations in refereeing this weekend? Yeah, I completely agree with it, and it was refreshing to see. It was like going back to the to the nineteen nineties, like players getting kicked and and the referee just waving play on. I thought it was really good for the for the flow of the game. I thought they they let a lot go, and I think what it will eventually. Uh, result in is players just like play acting a bit less because if, if they know that the referees have been lenient they're not going to throw themselves to the ground because the, the game will continue if they play out or if they don't so I thought it was it was a great a great uh, idea but thank god the PGMO have actually done something to to improve the game this time um, and things like with, with the offsides as well that that was a lot quicker um we're not actually seeing that. I didn't see a lot of VAR decisions, like, like the actual Stockley part looking at them, which for me is great because I, I don't really want to see that. I think it takes away from 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 the speed of the game and just makes it mm. so much more enjoyable from a from a fan's point of view as well. So, yeah, thumbs up. But um, let's see if it can continue because again, Joe, it's week one, so can't take too much stock from it. <laughs> it was good, and actually, I got me Spurs benefited from it because Jaffet Tanganga did wallop Raheem Sterling quite a few yeah, times Sterling was just like looking at him just like oh come on and the ref just like no no can do mate 
Well, yeah, it was like, like the three final warnings, wasn't it, with Tanganga? Like the, the referee yeah. called Hugo Lloris over, didn't he, to, to have a word. And that was already after he seemingly had his final warning. So he was a little yeah. bit lucky, but he played great, didn't he? So It's like, look, can you tell him to stop punching him in the face? Because I am <laughs> really going to have to tell him in a minute. <laughs> Um, no, I thought it was excellent. Really, really enjoyed it. It was the uh, same in the Bundesliga as well, apparently, this week. And yeah, long may it continue. Uh, English clubs rejoining the European Club Association after the Super League breakaway. They've gone back with their tail between their legs. Um, Mike, as you kind of pointed out when you wrote this down in the running order, still Juve, Barca and Real, who are still holding on to this Super League idea. I don't know why. Like Barcelona can't even register their players. It's just so pathetic. I know actually we, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. So one of the reasons they couldn't re-sign Messi is because he couldn't cut his wages enough for them to then be able to be within financial fair play, according to La Liga. So Gerard Piquet has cut his wages by 50%, which has meant that Barcelona have been able to register a couple of players. And they've asked three other senior players within the squad to also cut their wages by 50%. So Barcelona can then register the rest of their squad. It's such a shambles, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shambo. I don't think Gerald Pique is going to go bankrupt by any means, but um, absolutely fair play. You know, it's the, it's the club he loves. Former Manchester United centre-back, wasn't he, Gerald Pique? I always find that very weird when I think about that. But um, yeah. He was at United for a bit and they sold him to Barca. No one thought he was any good. And it turns out he was like a world-class, <laughs> World Cup winning centre-back. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. But no, it's, it's an absolute mess. And I think the reason that um, that Madrid and Barca are hanging on is because that sort of conversation would suit them. It's it's guaranteed revenue at, at a time when obviously like as we spoke about in previous episodes, the the La Liga T V revenues is not as it's not as profitable as a, as the English one. Um so it's it's guaranteed. There's uh there's no relegation. Um and I'm just glad it's just them sort of fighting for it. Uh, I mean they can start the Super League with them three teams if they want like absolutely feel free and uh, the rest of the the footballing world will carry on because as fans clearly showed it was just mass i don't think i've ever seen the football world fans come together like that against any against anything uh, quite quite like the super league the, the way they were protesting before games and um arguably there should be that much anger uh, directed towards getting racism uh, there should, definitely should be getting racism out of the yeah. game um and if we sort of put ourselves together like that maybe that would that would help the cause but um yeah fans clearly made their feelings clear on that um and yeah we we all hate it don't we? and a lot of the pundits as well like pundits working for sky itv bbc everybody had a voice and like you say everyone was just pushing that to to make sure that that didn't happen and like it just united so many people it was amazing arsenal played chelsea this weekend what is it? Is it damage limitation for you? Yeah, it's one of them ones where we'd do well to come out with a point, uh, even if we put all 10 players in the net with Bernardo. Um, so it's going to be a difficult game. Could we nick something from it? I mean, we've got a pretty decent record against Chelsea uh, in recent seasons. Obviously beat them in the FA Cup final, uh, beat them last year. And that was sort of the start of our, our turnaround in, in uh, on Boxing Day last year. Um, so there is a chance, but to be honest with like the inclusion of Lukaku, if he does start this weekend, um, my ass will be quivering with fear. So yeah, it's not going to be a good one for Arsenal. That sounds like you think he's personally coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, have you, you know, heard the expression you when, apart, you're, when, 
Have you not heard the expression when your ass shakes? What, I think what you is mean, it? Flat, not shakes. shakes. Shakes is like, the, is, is jerking. What's it called? Twerking. <laughs> jerking. <laughs> jerking. <laughs> Sorry. When your ass shakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get nervous. <laughs> what, you, what, you twerk? No, it's not, it's, it's, it's not literal. It's, Got it's, that booty booty. Go on, go Sorry, on Urban Dictionary, so UrbanDictionary.com and, and look it up. Okay, we will. Um, My ass Hannah, is going to be shaking. Have you got a score prediction for Arsenal-Chelsea? Uh, I um, think it'll be 3-1. Did you ask me that or Mike? Sorry. I, I did ask. Say. That's why I said Hannah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know what he's getting involved in. <laughs> I, I think it'll be 3-1 to Chelsea. To Chelsea. Yeah. I think, well, Arsenal really need to to pull their finger out of their shaking asses, don't they? Um, <laughs> they do. They need they need to do something. Otherwise, it's going to be... they're going be bottom of the league before they know it if they're not careful. Wow. Got City soon as well, haven't you, Mike? Yeah, got City next uh, after Chelsea and then international break. And but does that got... mean anything if you go against City? That, that could go anyway, the way they performed. Yeah, I mean, if, I think if, if Spurs awesome. can beat them, then I'm pretty sure we can, we can do something <laughs> against them. So, yeah, <laughs> Burnley and then Spurs, actually. We play Spurs um, not long after that. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Should we watch it together, Mike? Absolutely not. <laughs> there's nothing... Cool. There's, no problem. There, there's nothing I'd, I'd rather do, Joe, to be honest. Also, did you notice, right? So that's the, that's the third time. So obviously there was... When Hannah was in London for her anniversary and she didn't want to meet up with me. And <laughs> then you've just said no. Actually, I also said to you, Mike, do you want to come to Fulham this Saturday? You said no. So it's the fourth. And you two off air were talking about how nice Loughborough is. And Hannah said, oh, Mike, next time you're in Loughborough, I'll take you to the sushi place. <laughs> I said about three times, can I come? And you both kept talking to each other. And I was just like, oh, can you hear me? And you're like, yep. White noise, white noise. Be quiet, oh, be quiet. Quality. Um, well, that brings me nicely onto my next point, team building. So Marcello Brozovic, uh, the inter-training ground, has apparently been running around shooting his teammates with a BB gun. And this is to kind of get a bit of banter going and get some camaraderie and some team spirit going. Uh, Hannah, would that would that give you a boost in the morale departments? If somebody was shooting me with a BB gun, no. That's a stupid question. I'm not. Um, I'm not really a team player. I'm like an individual kind of mm. person. So if somebody was chasing after me and, and thought that was fun, I'd be like, it's not for me, hun. Yeah. I it's good for like your employees it. to hear that, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not really a team player. <laughs> I'm an individual. I your don't family... like working as a team. <laughs> But you, you run a business. Have you ever done like away days or motivational stuff or anything like that? Yeah, well, so we did for actually for job interviews. We went to one of the escape rooms um, in Nottingham, you know, where you go into a room and you've got to like um, solve puzzles escape. and equations and stuff to get out. And um, I kind of watched people on the screens as like that was their job interview. Um, now, I thought no. that was a really good idea. So took about eight candidates there, like thinking I was Lord Sugar, taking them there. And um, in the end, I was like, we didn't employ any of them because I didn't think any of them were good enough. Um, so we kind of spent the money, took them out to this um, team building, like a job interview, bought them all a Costa coffee and then just kind of said we, they should go home. None of them broke out. None of them were communicating. And I was just like, let's just not employ any of them. <laughs> Because they're probably thinking, I've applied for a job at a property company and now I'm running away from a pretend ghost and now I'm in Costa with this doing a, doing weird a, woman. <laughs> doing a maths equation, trying to get out of an escape room. Yeah. Yeah. Probably thinking, I just wanted a nice job to tide me over. It's like 
It's like it's like being hired by somebody who's on acid. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Honestly, thought it was a great idea at the time, um, and people were like, "Oh, this is really cool! Like, I've never done a job interview like this before." There's a reason behind that because it's weird. Like, I'd never do it again. Plus, it's like ten pounds a head, eighty quid oh, down the drain. Mike, would you be well, a whole day for them as well? Like, yeah, no. Mike, <laughs> would you be fuming if you got taken to an escape room and then they took you for coffee and said you haven't got the job? I'd be so annoyed. I'd be fuming. Did you did, did you break it to them over the coffee as well? Well, no, I waited till they'd finished their coffee. So oh, they yeah. Bless. And I didn't know whether to text them all after, but then I thought I can't be bothered to store everybody's number. So if I just tell them to their, <laughs> tell them to their face, so you just lined them all up and was like, none of you have got it. Yeah. Um, and then I got the BB gun wasted out. <laughs> hours. I was just wasted hours of your life. Um, and but it's really nice to meet you. Coffee, but um, <laughs> you haven't got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, pretty much. I mean, it's it, it's unique. It's probably quite fun, I guess. But um, what, yeah. I just can't I can't honestly the more that sort of scrape the surface with you Hannah sort yeah. of the less I feel I know <laughs> it's just it, every every like door that opens reveals another two doors that there's a mystery behind <laughs> it's just how extraordinary well, what, what about what about you then Remember no the I mean I, I, I can't I can't top that <laughs> Timo Werner has been in the news this week, hasn't he, Mike? Which I know we're very excited about. Um, so what happened? So somebody at the Chelsea Open training ground said for t- told him to leave the club. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially, um, somehow they some someone got on a on a microphone and 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 said for him to leave the club. Um, I don't know if he heard it. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hoping maybe we can actually ask Timo what what his reaction to that was and how, how he feels about it. Well, yeah, I mean, if if Timo's here, let's hear from him. <clears throat> okay, right, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm to... why are you coughing? Why are you bringing phlegm up for me? Sorry. Okay, uh, Lukaku, he's the the best, a uh, big beast with uh, big legs. Uh, he's going to take my place in the team. I am happy. Uh, I need to get more goals and, and score, but it is okay. Uh, the fans at Chelsea, uh, they are nice. Uh, they like to sing to me in training, things like go home, get out. But yes, I, I am happy. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Timo. I really needed like, to cough there. Sorry. <clears throat> he's a bit like a German Siri, isn't he? <laughs> <Sort of> <laughs> but thank you very much to Timo Werner. It's lovely to hear from you. Right, that's all we've got time for because Mike's got to go off and watch Love Island. Again, you're gonna go watch it. Yeah, no, I was I was making the point that I'm a bit upset about the uh, about Love Island this season, but I I will still watch it. I'm gonna stay loyal. I've been watching it for like six weeks, so I will see it through. Well, jolly good. Do let us know what happens. Oh well, uh, <laughs> sounded so insincere. So. <laughs> Um, right, but if you do want to join Mike and Hannah's fantasy league, look, I'm gonna, I'll sort it out and I'll put a post up and I'll show you how to do it, and then they'll be like, oh, look, someone else has joined, and that'll be because we've popped it on there. But this is why we fans. don't like you. Right, look, do join the the Rose Ed Fantasy League if you want to get in touch. It's Rose Ed Soccer on Twitter, Rose Ed Pod on Instagram. Thank you very much to everybody who's been watching the videos. By the way, forty thousand accounts reached in a month. Dead chuffed with that. It's good. Whoop, whoop. Um, so thank you very much to everybody for that and look we will see you next time thank you very much Hannah thank you thank you very much Mike thank you and we'll see you next time bye bye bye
Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.